0: I explain to them it's not their job to know what they want, it's their job to know what they like, which is a very big difference.
1: I Believe In You, proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Season 5 of I Believe In You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor and we are talking with seven amazing individuals who have taken their passion and built themselves a career. Sometimes it might feel like there are not enough hours in the day to do both our day-to-day job and also start our passion projects. From family commitments to keeping on top of work around the house, It can feel like there's always something more important to do before working towards our goals. Our guest this episode took a break from a stressful job and found the opportunity that was waiting for her that she had not really considered. Andy Koe is a graphic artist and join us on this episode of I Believe in You. Andy, welcome today. It's for me a great honor to have you because I watch you on social media and I'm probably one of your favorite social media pom-pom girls. (laughs) Welcome in the studio today. Can you tell our listeners what do you do and why am I so in love with your social media?
0: Well, thank you for inviting me along. Um, I am a graphic artist, So the difference between a graphic artist and a graphic designer is that a designer puts all the elements together. A graphic artist can actually draw them. So my drawings and my sketches, my branding ideas that I do for myself and for my uh, clients are bright, different, a little bit quirky, very out there, and they seriously
1: get noticed. That's that quirkiness that attracts me Mm. because you just got the ability to make a normal post on social media look so attractive because you intrigue me with the way you do it and the style and obviously love your own personal character. (laughs) So tell me, where does your journey in this business start?
0: I was always drawing, uh, even as a little kid, I was drawing. Um and my parents always said no one's going to pay you to draw. So you've got to get a real job. So I did. I got an apprenticeship uh, at a newspaper. I am actually a tradesperson. Um I am officially a hand and machine compositor. It's a trade that doesn't actually exist anymore now with desktop publishing and all that.
1: So what what was that? What do you do? So you remember at
0: kindergarten when you would cut pieces of paper out and you would stick them down on the page and make make little collages? Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what I did to make the newspaper. (laughs) So it was before computers so it was all very hands-on and that was my job. But the people at the paper realised and my bosses realised that I had a little bit of a talent for drawing. So I would also draw the cartoons on the newspaper. I'd do the little weather icons and it grew and grew. And then eventually when I went out on my own, I decided... I could get paid to draw pictures, so that's what I do.
1: And it's interesting how the world had changed because it wasn't that your mum was wrong, it was just a perspective in those days that you don't get paid for drawings. That's That's not a real job. That's
0: right, and I still pinch myself because it really doesn't feel like I'm working a lot of the time because it is fun for me.
1: Is that not how life is supposed to be? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you one of the lucky, lucky ones that can say that I just draw and I'm making a living of that.
0: If I wasn't getting paid, I would still be drawing, so.
1: So when exactly did your business start? So you were at the newspaper. What happened after that?
0: Did quite a few different jobs, uh, still within the industry. Technology changed. The internet came around, so I worked inside an internet provider, creating website pages. I then moved on to an advertising agency and I started working as an art director. As the art director, I was doing the budgets, I was doing the planning, I was looking after the employees. I wasn't doing any drawing, I wasn't doing any design work, I wasn't being creative it really wasn't interesting me anymore. I was doing long hours and I found the work to be pretty mundane. So I decided to break out on my own and do my own thing. Was it difficult for you? Was it challenging? It was scary. It, well, scary is an understatement. It was terrifying um, to go from a really high-powered, well-paying job to being working on my own, doing my own thing, being responsible to myself, bringing in my own clients, not sure where the next dollar was coming from. Yeah, it was terrifying.
1: And going back to the place where your mum was saying, nobody's going to pay you to draw. So now you leave a job where you don't draw. And you go into that space and think, I'm going to draw and let people pay me for it. Yes. So challenges that was when you started your own business, you told us it was scary, but was there any challenges that was part of your business journey?
0: Probably one of the biggest challenges was meeting people and explaining what I do, bringing that into a business sense. Um, People look at an illustrator and they go, oh, you do kids' books, and it's like, no, this is marketing illustration. So it's for branding, it's for packaging, it's for advertising. It's a different type of illustration. And sort of encouraging people to think a little bit outside the normal when they're looking at their advertising. And it was, it was hard. But over time, I've managed to fine-tune the message and people get used to um, looking at different things for their advertising.
1: But what I absolutely love is that you are so outside of the box. You are so different. And that's probably why it's so tricky for um, artists to understand what you do, because it's not necessary that you do graphic work like everyone I know we just use you for one of my clients and we literally give you people in their offices personalities and some of the real photos and you create this character for us Mm -hmm. that we use to bring messages across within the company, which is absolutely great because it's, it's a fun element, but you do pick up some things from that character in it. So that's probably one of the things, but we're living in a modern world and the new generation will absolutely love what you do.
0: Yes, the new generation is very much open to new ways of doing things and new ways of looking at things, which does open my type of work to new avenues.
1: Well, earlier today, before you arrived, Kyle and myself was talking about you and I said to him, I still want my little... Character built by you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit how do you build this character? In the olden days we know you just draw a pen and you draw it. How do you create these characters? These days it's
0: still a pen and paper, but it's an electronic pen and electronic paper. So I have a pen that has lots of different pressure points and so it works like a normal pen. Use that on the on the tablet. And that allows me to get all different types of effects. But it also then allows the artwork to be in vector. So it can be blown up to huge sizes without uh, damaging it and without getting all blurry or fuzzy.
1: So technology is literally on your side. Because Mm. who would have think that you can do an electronic sketch years back when you start with your drawing? And it is so easy today because it's all stored there, no water can spill over it, (laughs) can't (laughs) get lost. (laughs) I asked you at one of my events and your story was just so inspiring with some of your personal challenges that you had. Tell us a little bit about that, tell me how did you get through it and what happened in that period? Well, a
0: few years into running my own business, I developed breast cancer. And developing a serious illness when you're running your own business is it it will shut down a lot of businesses because you don't have you don't have the backup. You don't have the staff available um, and often you can't do a lot of the work. So although originally I thought I'll be fine, it's I draw. So how hard can it be? But what I didn't realise is that going through the treatment of breast cancer really messes with your head as well, and it messes with the creative side, and I didn't have the energy and I didn't have the brain power to be creative anymore. Um, so there were long periods of time where I couldn't I couldn't do any work for clients. But thankfully, by that time, I did also have a really good network around me of other businesses, other small businesses. And I did have some other businesses that were able to step in and look after some of the more regular type of graphic design work. Obviously not the drawing side of it, but some of the more um, standard graphic design, they were able to keep my clients happy until I was back on the road again.
1: As you were saying, it messes with your head. So obviously that's negativity that come in, it's that disbelief. How did you turn that around to get back to where you believe in yourself and know that I've got an amazing business? I think
0: I put a lot of it down to my clients sending me a lot of good wishes, a lot of positivity. Um, Through the 18 months of treatment, I lost one client and that client was so apologetic that they couldn't stay with me, but they had, they needed their their work done, and uh, they had to go and find some another designer. But everyone else was very, very accommodating, very positive, and just having those positive messages constantly coming through um, helped me recover. Helped me have that strength to give it a go and keep going and keep moving forward and gradually build that confidence level back up again.
1: And Andy, was it a a time for you to build the creativity back up or do you found when the energy was back, you had all that creativity back in you or was that a journey as well? The Once I was
0: through the treatment, a lot of the drugs would make my head feel like it was full of cotton wool, so I couldn't think straight. Once I was through the treatment and I was off those drugs, the head was clear, the creativity came back again.
1: You were mentioning this earlier, a lot of businesses will have to shut down during that time, but the fact that you are an example here that it's just a pause time, Get the people around you that can support you and look after your client and you will get through it. And when you're ready, you're back on track to take it up and keep going again. Most definitely. And one of the important things
0: was be totally, totally honest with my clients. Um, I let them know every step of the journey, where I was at, what I was capable of doing and gave them the option to go somewhere else. And sometimes they did, often only temporarily, and then they'd come back again when I was feeling better.
1: Well, that's amazing. And isn't that great to know that you have those business support mm. around you? Because it's, it's very challenging for a person to step into the business world, especially like we mentioning earlier today, when you had to go from a corporate, well-paid job into a place where you're going to run this by yourself and do your own thing. There's so much challenges, but to know you've got that network of other business owners around you, that's absolutely amazing. And this is a great way for you to explain, but you have experienced this in real life. It's not just that we say there's great business owners around, they really stepped up for you. And also the... The understanding of your clients, the commitment and the loyalty—that's absolutely amazing. It was. It was uh, overwhelming the amount of support. So it was good. So my experience is that you have an idea of a business, and you have a um, idea of a brand and a logo, and that is just okay. But the minute you bring your art and your creativity in it, you actually empower that business owner to fall totally in love with what they represent. You help create them something that they love more than they even think they would have liked it. Because a lot of, I just started with a new business owner this week and they A lot of these times, business owners sit in front of me, they don't even know what's the name of their business. Mm. They said, I have a passion for whatever and I wanna make a business. And I said, okay, do you have a name? No. Do you have a slogan? No. Do you know what color? No. All I know, this is what I want to do. And this is a very important part of their journey is to get somebody alongside them and empower them by creating the brand that they love and is so proud of presenting it to others. People will come to me and say, I, I want a
0: character or I want, I want a character for the product or I want a character for the brand, but I don't know what I want. I explain to them it's not their job to know what they want, it's their job to know what they like, which is a very big difference. So I just start a conversation with them, um, asking them, well, where do you want want it to go? What do you want to use it for? What do you want the character to say? How do you want them to behave? And they start describing the personality of this character. As they're describing this character's personality, I start envisaging what this person, characters looking like in my head. I can start seeing whether it's wearing glasses, whether it's got spiky hair, um, you know, whether it's got any, you know, it might have a cane or it might have a bow tie. I can start seeing these little bits and pieces. But the client doesn't necessarily know that they want a dog wearing a bow tie and a funny little hat. But when I give them the dog wearing a bow tie and a funny little hat, they go, how did you know? It's because it's got the personality that they described to me. It's it's got all the elements that they were describing. They just didn't know how to put that into a picture. So I probably say what I can do is I can take your thoughts and put them down on paper.
1: That's incredible. That is a bit that every business owner can't do. So by you coming in and create that for them, for me it's empowering because they love what they've got. And instead of just say, what do you think of this? I think it might be a great business one day. It changed their way of thinking and talking. Look at this amazing branding I've got. Don't you just love it? It will be a great business one day. It's that little bit of mindset that change, but also the words because they're so in love yeah. with their character or their branding. So any highlights in your business?
0: It's usually whatever I'm working on at the moment. <laughs> I'm doing a series of courtroom-style sketches at the moment for someone. I'm also working on some trading cards for a young motorsport racer in the Northern Territory and some posters and that for her as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's always whatever I'm working on at the moment because it's new and it's fresh and it's exciting.
1: I have read somewhere there was a reward to you, Apprentice of the Year. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that.
0: I don't even know if they do Apprentice of the Year anymore. But in my trade, um, I was competing throughout the whole four years of apprenticeship. So it's not just like one little exam or anything like that. It's your whole four years. You compete with all the other apprentices in your trade over the whole of Australia. And I won the top WA uh, apprentice, which was pretty good. So just basically for my year, I was the best person in my trade.
1: Well, Dan, that's very cool. <laughs> and look where it bring you today. You can do it full time what you love. I know. It's, um,
0: yeah, I, I've still got to pinch myself. It's, it, it doesn't seem real sometimes, but it is, it's, it's lovely to work in a business that you feel passionate about and that you really enjoy.
1: So, Andy, I know that the graphic world can be very challenging because not every client got exactly what they want. Have you got some of the clients where you feel it's not the right fit for you? And are you in your business at a place where you say, I decided who I work with because I felt we're not going to be a good fit? Oh, definitely. It's very important, especially in creative
0: industry, that you do have parameters for clients and you are capable of saying no. It's hard because Mm -hmm. it's saying no to money. You do have to say no to some people and those parameters might be beliefs, part of your belief system. It also might just be a personality clash that you not comfortable working with a certain person or a certain style of artwork?
1: You know, as a business owner, I sit with my clients sometimes and we had to make this decision together where we say that you're not going to take this work on even if we need the money because if we look at the bigger picture... You and this client is not necessarily in line with each other. It's going to take you so much more hours. It's going to take so much more of your energy just to create what the client want instead of just jumping in and do the job because you see a few of the dollars. So this is a very important place and a great place to be at to say, if I feel that we're not the right fit, I'm not going to be your graphic artist for this job, because not every graphic designer or graphic artist can say that. And sometimes they had to spend so much more time mm-hmm. in giving to the client, stress, tears, just to get their work out, even if they see the signs in the beginning. So is that something you would strongly recommend to our listeners out there? If you see that signs in the beginning, that this client and you are not really on the same page, pass him on to someone else. And not just for
0: the graphic designer, for the client. Mm. If you feel that your graphic designer isn't a good fit, it's okay to move on. It's okay to find somebody else. And whether it's for your whole brand, for your whole marketing, or just for one specific job, you might have one particular campaign where you go, well, the graphic designer I normally use, this isn't really their style. I want something different. So try somebody else just for that job, just for that campaign, and be honest with the graphic designer while you're doing it because we all know that we've all got our own different styles and often will pass work between each other anyway.
1: And time is so valuable and you actually save time for both parties, yeah. Because that time in the middle just to get what you want and try to figure it out is not worth it. And as you say, different styles, different styles, different clients. One thing I really hate hearing from a client is, yeah,
0: it looks okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But it's, it If it okay. doesn't look okay, let me know. Yeah. You need more than okay. Mm-hmm. Okay is not good enough. Yeah. Yep. I'm a strong believer in mentors in your life on your journey. Do you have any mentors through your journey that you can remember that had a big impact in your life? When I was an apprentice,
0: I was assigned to a tradesman and he showed me the way um, through the newspaper industry. And he was tough. Oh, boy, he was really, really tough. I went home in tears some days at at stuff that he told me to do and redo and redo again because I hadn't done it right. Um, But if he's out there, I really thank him for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was one mentor that you feel that help you over the line, even if it was without even knowing mm-hmm. that that was in those days mentor. Do you see yourself as a mentor?
0: I don't, not on purpose. I don't set out to be a mentor, but I do have people say that I have inspired them in one direction or another. So um, sure, I, I, I don't mind being inspirational or, or being um, a guide. For for people just to set an example, but no, not, not specifically a mentor to anyone.
1: And that's an interesting point because sometimes we are mentors for people around us and we don't even notice it. We don't even realize it. And it it doesn't even been said. In the past, it was the families coming together and the older people in the family group were normally the mentor for the younger ones. So that is coming with us for years. And today just got a title next to it. And that's why so many people use mentors to walk their journey with them, walk next to them and do that. Mm -hmm. So by just looking at your social media, you inspire me to think a little bit out of the box and be a bit more creative and be a bit more different. Mm-hmm. So I will say that that's kind of mentoring without words is just being bold on LinkedIn, putting <laughs> graphics on LinkedIn. In the part, I've been told off for that. <laughs> well, I tell you what, when I told my husband I'm going on LinkedIn, he said, that's not the right platform for you. That's a business platform. And today, I just love that you can go on to LinkedIn and you can go do your graphics. I'm sorry you told off, you've been told off, but I'm so happy you didn't listen because I am still see you being quirky on LinkedIn.
0: Absolutely. It was a very boring person sent me a message and said, do you know, this is not the right platform for these type of posts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's your opinion.
1: Yeah. So you okay, but you didn't change it? No. no. Andy, where do you see yourself in 10 years from today?
0: Probably doing pretty much the same thing. I like what I'm doing. Um, I spend the right amount of time doing my drawing, doing my racing, spending time with friends and family. It's a It's a good combination and... It feels, feels right. So I can't
1: see myself changing much. So you mentioned a racing day. We haven't touched on that yet. Tell our listeners about the racing that you do, but also tell them about your charity that you connect to that. So I do
0: have a little bit of an unusual hobby for those who don't know me. I am a drag racer. Um, yes, I am the nut behind the wheel. Of a very, very fast Mercedes Benz going down the drag racing strip. And I've been doing that for nearly 12 years now. But recently we built a brand new car and I take passengers as fundraising for breast cancer. So because of my journey through breast cancer, motorsport and the motorsport community was a really big supporter and a big motivator for me to get off the couch and 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 go and do stuff we encourage other people to get off the couch and go and do something different something that they haven't done before some some, something that'll give them a bit of an adrenaline buzz and uh, one of those things might be passenger ride in a race car
1: well again race car with breast cancer it's as quick as your designs. I would never put them together. <laughs> but it is a good message that you had through that. And the way you say, get yourself off the couch, get out there, do something different, even if you went through a very challenging time. And you also write a book. I did. I did. I didn't mean to. I
0: was writing a blog and during my journey to keep family who were spread all over the world and Australia to uh, just keep them up to date with my journey um, but as with my drawing my writing style is a little bit quirky and my attitude to a lot of what I saw and going through it was a bit quirky so and I was only sh- as far as I was concerned I was only sharing with family But they then shared to more people and more people and more people. And then I ran into a lovely lady during networking um, who was a book publisher. And she said, you have to turn it into a book. And uh, she stayed on my case until I had it fully written. And now there is the journey from the moment that I discovered I had breast cancer to my very first race in the race car.
1: I am so happy that you did write that book because I particularly got a very good friend that's going through breast cancer now. And when I hear your story, you feel so helpless when you discover that this is what my friend's going to go through. And I literally go and I get one of your books for her because... I was unknown to that circumstances. I was unknown. I'm still unknown to what's happening through it. But I feel comfort by getting your book and give it to her and thought, at least there's something little I could do there for her. So your book is a big inspiration and it's a big, like a saving point for a lot of women out there that been getting the unknown waiting for them and didn't know what to expect by just go and read the book and get a little bit of insight and think, okay, we will be okay. We can make this through and we are a little bit okay to take it from a different avenue, to approach it different and not just stay what you think it's need to be.
0: Yeah. The book is a little bit of a different viewpoint, there's a lot of funny aspects of it and a lot of funny little stories within it because um, it's a different different viewpoint. It's it's not what people normally write about when they write about a breast cancer journey.
1: But that's what I like about it. And as I said, everything about you is quirky. You even sit in front of me today with a colourful shirt full of your graphic art on it so absolutely love it. So what is your message that you would like to say to the people around you? Dare to be different dare to be you If you would like to know more about Andy and her work you can find her details in the episode description Thank you so much for listening and until next time I believe in you Thank you for listening to the I Believe In You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas. It's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe In You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.